0: So today's podcast is going to be a little different. Today, I want to share a series of messages that I was exchanging over the last few days with one of my Simple Sales Blueprint students. And of course, I have my students' permission to share this story and this conversation with you, but I am not going to mention her name today. I hope to be sharing that along with more of her story sometime soon, But I think once you hear the story, you'll understand why I am protecting her privacy, at least for now. I wanted to share this exchange because it has taken me on a highly emotional journey that started with empathy, which then morphed into (laughs) white hot anger, and which I am now resolved to channeling into action. And I want as many of you as possible to hear this story and to feel those feelings and then to take action with me because it is time. It's past time. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. So I'm going to read you these three messages from my exchange with my student all in a row. First, her initial message to me, and then my response, and then her response to my response. And I am going to save my commentary for the end. But just to give you a tiny bit of background before I start... um, First, this is a student who it is relevant to say her work is really very good, objectively good in sort of a widely popular, very straightforward way. She's not some sort of like super artsy, maybe you like it, maybe you hate it kind of way. Her work is very appealing and commercially viable. And I say this because although I am not a photography critic, I would be honest with her if I thought that she really didn't have what it took to earn a living, and I certainly wouldn't be sharing this story with you today. But she has totally got it, 100%. Moreover, she's in LA, in California, where there are no shortage of potential Bluebird clients with plenty of money. We all know this. It is a fact of the matter. Second, the conversation that she references at the beginning of her message that I'm about to read you is a thread in the Facebook group that is, um, the private group just for my blueprint students. And one of the students had run her numbers and was feeling nervous about raising her prices to the level that she had come to realize she needed to raise them to in order to be profitable. And that's not an uncommon issue. Lots of people in my class or anywhere else, when they finally get around to really running their numbers, they often feel very nervous and, um, and freak out a little bit because those numbers may be very different from what they have been charging. But as I always tell my students, knowing those numbers gives you power. It is an important step in being a business owner. So when you know your numbers, you know that you're not gouging people or being crazy. So at least when you're, you know, pitching your price to someone, you can say it with the confidence of knowing that that is the price that you need to charge you're being a good business owner and a good boss to yourself by paying yourself a fair wage but i'm getting off track let's go ahead and um and jump in here's the first message that i got hi Anami. i'm sorry to message you in private but the conversation happening on the blueprint facebook group today hit me to the core and i wanted to know your honest opinion and i didn't want to put a long message in to bother the other students I am not a brand new photographer, but I was more of a hobbyist for a few years because of a medical issue that I had, so I have just finally been getting serious about starting a business in the last year, and I'm hoping to make it legit in 2020. I'm Japanese, and although I moved here 20 years ago, my community is pretty much all Japanese people because of my kids' school. A lot of people in my community don't pay for photos or really for any art, no more than $500 for sure. I have been charging three dollars to $500 all-inclusive, and it's still been hard to get clients. After going through this program and other workshops, I know what I need to charge to survive as a photographer, but I'm torn because I know the people in my community won't hire me for that price. I need to go find a brand new market from scratch if I want to charge that much. I recently asked the opinion of another professional photographer, and he recommended that I lower my prices to get more clients. First, since I don't have anybody on my calendar now. He said, if my community doesn't support my pricing, I need to figure out how to charge less. Finding a completely new market takes too long and is too hard. So my question is, do you suggest the same? Since I'm a new professional photographer in a low budget market, should I lower my prices to fit so I can get more clients now? I know I asked a similar question before and you mentioned focusing on Bluebird clients. I get that but if I just can't find anybody willing to pay my prices, would you say the same? And here is my response. I said, so first of all, I want to be really honest with you. Your work is worth a lot of money, especially in LA. I'm not saying this just to make you feel better. And I realize that you didn't ask me for a critique of your work. This is just me being a fellow photographer and telling you like it is. You have the talent. Seriously, if that's any part of your nervousness, you have my permission to tell the voice in your head to shut up. Unfortunately, there are a lot of very talented photographers out there who never go anywhere because they find themselves in a situation like yours, where charging more is going to mean that they have to step outside their safe community or their comfort zone, and they ultimately choose not to. I hope you make a different choice. Yes, it may take some time and strategy and work to get into different markets, But it can be done 100 percent as for the guy giving you advice to lower your prices honestly wtf why would you do any work at a loss it's not like you need to build your portfolio if you honestly need money i'd say go get a side job just be sure it gives you enough time to work on marketing your real job i know this can be really intimidating especially in a place in your business where you have no clients But the only way that you're going to get clients real bluebird clients is to want it badly enough to do what it takes go outside your community network run ads whatever for what it's worth i don't actually like photographing people in my immediate community anymore i actively discourage them from hiring me not only do i feel beholden to offer them discounts and special perks I feel like the line between business and personal gets too blurry, and that's way too stressful for me. I'll take a stranger over a friend or a family member hiring me any day. I'm cheering for you. You've got all the tools you need, talent and the understanding of your numbers, and a system to make those numbers work. All you need is to firmly believe in yourself and to take action until you hit your target client numbers. And then the final email that I'm going to read you is from her in response and she says I came here to go to college to learn photography and English when I was 19. Since then all I've gotten from other photographers was criticism. I understand they're advising me to be better but it is certainly nice to hear that you believe I have talent. Actually no photography teacher has ever told me I have talent so it's super duper nice. Other photographers I've reached out to have always said, you're okay, but. I've been told no one would take me seriously because I'm an Asian immigrant with kids and they would think photography was just my hobby. I've been told I can't charge too much because I'm just a mom starting out. I've been told to compare myself with the market around me, that people with more experience charge way less than I do, so I should do it for almost free to get clients. I've been told all of this. After college, I worked as an assistant for a commercial photographer. He told me he couldn't hire me anymore because I'm a little Asian girl and his clients felt bad that I was carrying heavy equipment. I worked as an art buyer at an ad agency for a while. There, I got to see the portfolios of world-famous photographers every day. That helped develop my eye as a photographer, but gave me huge doubt that I could ever be that good. Inside my head, there's always a voice saying, I'm not good enough to get paid, and to make a living as a photographer. You just changed that. You gave me permission and I take that to heart. I knew it in my head, but I never felt it. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to change my pricing to what I came up with when I went through this simple sales blueprint. I'm also reading books and learning about marketing and branding. And I'm going to focus on getting my Bluebird clients instead of worrying about my pricing. And scene. <laughs> So, you guys, uh, I can't even. It's so hard to read this. This is a story of sexism and racism and competition over community and scarcity and insecurity and self doubt. And it was a story that was beelining for a sad ending. And here is this highly talented woman. She's a mom, she's a wife, she's an immigrant. She also happens to be a cancer survivor and she had this dream of being a photographer for over 20 years. She went to school for photography, she worked for a photography agency, she has put in way more time than I ever did before I dove off the cliff and called myself a professional photographer. That is for sure. And yet at every turn she has been told she's not good enough, she doesn't have the right personality or bio or background. She's been labeled as a mom with a camera and a hobby. She's been crippled by people who have told her specifically to devalue her time and her work by lowering her prices. And forgive me if you're listening to this in the car with your kids. (laughs) Maybe now is the time to hit the mute button. Is that enough time? That is total bullshit. The thing is, I don't care if she wasn't super talented. It's still terrible advice. Remember when I talked back in episode 4 about how charging your worth is terrible advice because we're all worth way more than we could possibly charge? We are valuable. Our time is valuable. And we only have so much of it in our lives. And most of us will spend a large portion of our lives working. And yes, most people in the world um, throughout history and even currently work under terrible circumstances doing very hard things. So don't get me wrong, I'm not crazy. I realize that we're uber privileged to get to spend our time doing this thing that we love, but any of us who have been doing this for any period of time know that even though we may love photography deeply, that doesn't make photography as a career easy. Whether or not the work is easy, for most of us, putting our artists' hearts out there, putting a price on our work that people see and judge and in some cases reject, it can feel incredibly vulnerable. We could make a lot more money doing much less brave things. And the very last thing that we should be made to feel for our bravery is shame. I got upset when this student talked about that first person who told her to rearrange her prices and her business model to accommodate the market that she was currently in. On the surface, I would say that that's just sort of lazy, bad business advice. But I got really upset when she started to list off these other situations, situations that are, I think, blatantly bigoted, and from an outside perspective, I suspect that they were actual like in many cases malicious attempts to take advantage of her feelings of self-doubt. And people can smell that stuff and the people who take advantage of it and will sort of underline your insecurities, we have to train ourselves not to listen to those people. That is not helpful advice. If anyone ever comes to you (laughs) and says, don't take this the wrong way, but (laughs) just don't take it. Don't, don't you know, don't even listen to what they have to say. That is not, you don't need to make space in your head for that kind of, um, and I'm holding up my air quotes here, advice. This is, you know, sort of traveled solidly into Brene Brown territory here. And since I doubt that she is um, likely to agree to an interview here on the podcast, I wanted to quote her here. If She says, if we share our shame story with the wrong person, they can easily begin become one more piece of flying debris in an already dangerous storm. And that is exactly what we're seeing here. And I share this story today because I want to rewrite this story. For this student, definitely. <laughs> and although I am a giant cheerleader for all of my students, I am now 100% committed to helping this woman get her name out there and prove all these jerks wrong. But I could do that with just her, and I'm choosing to share this story because this is not a unique story at all. At minimum, most of us have experienced some situation where someone was dismissive of what we do for a living or devalued it in some way, Uh, and you guys probably remember my story about when I was getting divorced and I was in a meeting with my lawyer who asked me completely out of the blue we were just running my numbers and he asked me when I was going to go get my real job back <laughs> which didn't go over very well um, but, <laughs> but there will always be those people out there in the world who will tell us that our prices are outrageous or they will accuse us of having a cute hobby and not a job and the last thing that we need to do is feed that beast by being unsupportive of one another. Before we can ask anyone else to value our work as artists, we have to value our own work. And we better do everything in our power to ensure that the artists around us do the same. And we can help them do that. We can build each other up. It is not, um, it does not take away from you. I mean, we all know this, we're adults. If any, I have a middle schooler, and i have to talk to him about this all the time you know when other kids are mean and you know they do that because they think it makes them um seem better or potentially look better or whatever and it that's not the way it works and we know that as adults but we can still fall into that trap so um and you know when i talk about value too i want to point out this is not just a matter of money although money is certainly important it's really about changing the culture around art and around uh, photography specifically. I feel like the wedding industry has done a pretty good job of changing the culture around wedding photography, and that um, that has been built up. But that has also been supported by the wedding industrial complex and the fact that these, you know, people are culturally speaking, more uh, used to the idea of spending a whole lot of money on weddings i think that from an intrinsic value perspective you know people's children their families and i i know that this audience does not is not exclusively family photographers that's what i do there's value in what all of us do um as commissioned you know portrait photographers of some kind or another and you really need to find whatever it is that you do and and explore deeply the the value of what it is that you're giving to someone and what the work that you deliver to them means. But, you know, in the end, all of us, we are all artists and it is in our best interest to play nice in the sandbox because this is not a zero-sum game where if someone else wins, we have to lose. Okay. (laughs) Rant over. Relatively short uh, episode this week, but... (laughs) The moral of the story is be nice and support each other and um, keep an eye out on the podcast because my sincere hope is that I get to bring this student from this conversation onto the podcast for an update with, I'm hoping, a very happy ending sooner rather than later. My hunch is that that is going to happen because it is amazing how far a little support can go. Have a great day. That's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com podcast. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by telling a photographer friend or leaving me a review on iTunes. As always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.